You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Five minutes after nine. South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. <clears throat> we welcome the listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah, on this beautiful Mubarak night, uh, uh, the night of Yomul Jumu'ah. And of course, it's the 23rd of Safar, 1440. Three, which is also uh, the end of the month, the 30th of Sept, 2021. Tomorrow, inshallah, will be the 1st of October, 2021. Uh, let's welcome our beloved Ustad this beautiful evening, our beloved Hazrat Malana Salim Karim. Uh, Dhamad Barakat, to whom? And I know it's a hot topic. <laughs> I know all ears are on. <laughs> Not all eyes, no. All ears are on Malana Salim and myself. <laughs> I know somebody sent me a message just now. I must read this before I cross over to our beloved Honorable Fadilatul Ustad. Hazrat Malana Salim Karim Tam. He says here, uh, Malana Arafat, I feel you and Malana Salim Karim this evening. Sorry. You guys had it. Women are going to hit you guys off. <laughs> They're going to bang all of us. No, man. This is reality, my beloved, wonderful listeners. I must tell Molana Salim Karim, somebody sent me a message about uh, uh, half past eight, quarter to nine. And he says, Molana Arafat, I love your topic this evening. But of course, I will take a second wife. I'm waiting for my wife to kick the bucket. Once my wife passes away, then I'll decide to get married. No, I mean, you should not make a dua like that. You know, if you don't want to get married, don't get married. Then stay with your beloved spouse. Somebody says, ask Malana Salim Karim, um, if I'm going to be the second wife, uh, then who? Then who's going to be my spouse in Jannah? It's a very good question. The sister is asking, if I'm going to be the second wife, then who's going to be my spouse in Jannah? Ustad, welcome you to the program this evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Umrana ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban. Uh, to our esteemed listeners, MashaAllah, Allah has blessed us with rain. Allahumma sayyiban nafi'ah. Ameen. Allah grant us beneficial rain. Alhamdulillah, mutifna bi fadlillahi wa rahmatihi. That Allah has sent rain with His grace and His mercy. Mm. So likewise, nikah is also a great mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, and nikah min sunnati. Nikah is my way of life. Man ahabba sunnati kana ma'i fil jannah. Whoever loves my sunnat, practices on my sunnat, promotes my sunnat, when my sunnat has been discarded, Allah Ta'ala will give them the sawab of hundred shuhada. Allah. So, subhanallah. Mm. Allah Ta'ala grant us all afiyat and understanding. We all are dependent on the fazl and karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have a deen which is known as deen fitra. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa tamamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-islam adina. So yes, Mulana, uh, interesting topic. And we can talk on this topic for days and months. And inshallah, as I said from the beginning to you, Morana, and to our listeners, we are in no way promoting left-right center for men to take second wives. Let's get this very clear right from the onset. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, the questions are coming from our listeners who are involved or inshallah have taken second wives. Some of them are, le- are leading a very pure life, a very happy life. I mean, Most of them are leading... Very, very sad lives, very unfair life, very unjust life. So we want to explain to the Ummah that inshallah, Aziz, let's correct the wrong. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا If we want a role model in our life, there's none other than Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wassalam. And one of the greatest challenge of the time now, Molana, is the ills of zina. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَا Don't go anywhere near fornication. إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَا It is indeed a shame and an evil way to follow. Number two, it is a great shame, a gross 
immodesty. Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِذَا فَاتَكَ الْحَيَاءُ فَفْعَ الْمَاشِيَةَ When goes your sense of shame, so then you will do what you will. That's what people do now. No fear of Allah, no khawfi ilahi. Mm. Not worrying that I have to stand and answer in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the greatest gift that Allah has given to man and woman, but more so for women, al-hayahu hatan. You know, they say modesty is very good. Walil mar'ati ahtan. But when it comes to modesty, sharam al haya for a female, it's even more beautiful. So al-hayahu chobatum min al-iman. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, modesty is always, inshallah, part of iman. So as a little introduction, there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the heavens and earth, the seven of them each curse that married person who commits adultery. When a person is already married now, mm-hmm. he wants to take a second wife. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to commit zina. He doesn't want a mistress. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to commit adultery, fornication, say whatever you want. But let's look at this beautiful hadith that the heavens and the earth, the seven of them each, Hmm. Curse the married person who commits adultery. And the strong stench which spreads out of the private part of such people will embarrass the people condemned to hell. Allahu Akbar. Hmm. Just think for a moment, Mulana, hmm. that I'm committing zina. I have a wife that is halal. I've made nikah. And I'm committing zina. This is the punishment that Allah Ta'ala shall give to those people. And look at this hadith again. A fornicator, when fornicating, is not a believer. It comes in the hadith of the Prophet When you are committing the act of zina, your iman comes out of its place from the heart. And it hovers above you. And imagine if you die at that moment, you're dying without iman. And when you, com- when you complete the act, it comes back. But in the interim period, if you die, and so many people died while committing zina, Molana, they got a heart attack. Mm. Something happened, and while doing the act, they have already passed on. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala protect us and protect the ummah. So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, a fornicator... When fornicating is not a believer. Yalla. One, a thief. When stealing is not a believer. And a drunkard, when drinking is not a believer. And as I said early on, at the time of committing these crimes, Iman leaves their hearts <laughs> and comes out. And when they turn away from it, Iman returns back. So respected brothers, these hadiths are sufficient to make your hair stand. Mm. And the fear of Allah, because Allah has granted a special place to women and blessed her with such features and virtues, which are the key to happiness and peace in their lives. So I'm saying, appreciate your wife who mm. Allah has given to you as a ni'mat anti ni'mah. You are indeed a blessing to me. Mm. And I will ask Allah twice for you, not once. When I make dua, I will ask Allah twice for you. That is true commitment in a relationship. So now comes to our questions, Mana. Insha'Allah, when we got this and we understand the evil, the curse, and the nuhusat of zina and Mm -hmm. adultery, what it does to a society, what it does to a family, then only we will come to realize that I might as well suffer the consequences in this dunya, mm. but I will never commit zina. So, Ustad, what's the way to stop this? Say, say, say you, you just said earlier on that you don't want to promote. We're not promoting of the second wife, whatever. So, so what's the way to stop this, the zina, Ustad? Maybe there are families out there, they're happily married, but I don't know, Ustad, what's the way? Why do people want to 
كومت حرام كومت زينة instead of halal أستاذ نبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم said you know let's see what is the purpose of marriage مولانا number two number one is procreation that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you a halal wife and you follow the rules of shariat and get married and the offsprings that are born out of that wedlock is indeed a great ni'mat for you and for the family. So one of the purpose and maqsad of nikah, Mulana, is not about lust. Whenever you engage in conjugal rights, Mulana, whenever, that is why there's a dua to read before commencing and whilst you are being satisfied, there's a dua to read that that effort of yours must not be wasted. min fadlillah. The ayat that comes seeks Allah's fuzzle and what is that pious children. So Murana, at that moment, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also gave us a dua to read. So coming back to the purpose of marriage, if we really understand, Murana, is not to fulfill your lust. Mm-hmm. So if a young man or even an elderly man says, I want to get married because I have a very high sex drive. See, so... One of the best ways to control that drive is Mona, keep a rosa. Like how in the month of Ramadan, never mind how highly sexed you are. See, the fear of Allah and what hunger does to you, it suppresses everything in you. So, Ya Ma'ashara Shabab, Atuli Pak Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, O young people, Manistata Amin Kumulba. Those of you who have the ability and capability of marrying, Falyatazawaj. Then get married. It's wajib for you. Wa in the tawqani wajibun. You know, there's an ibarat in hidayah. But when you feel that you can't control your nafs and your desire, your passion, your hormones are gone out of control, there's a strong possibility I'm going to commit zina. Then it is wajib and faris for you to get married. Not even sunnah. Wajib and faris. So if we understand the basics of what nikah is all about, Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, number one is that insha'Allah it's procreation, that Allah ta'ala grants the couple pious children. And number two, that on the day of qiyamah, فَإِنِّي مُكَاتِرٌ بِكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That I can stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank Allah ta'ala for having the most reciters of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. If you understand or we understand the purpose of nikah, then alhamdulillah. And let us understand what is the Quran saying to us. Clearly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. But if you fear that you will not do justice, then marry only one. The Quran is telling you marry one. Preferably, most of the fuqaha, most of the jurists are in the view as much as Allah Ta'ala has given ijazat for mm. two, three, four, gee, but preferably, inshallah, stick to one. As Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says in the Quran, gee, and you will never be able to do justice between wives. Even if you strive to do so, it's a difficult task, Mawlana. Tabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Salatu Wasalam divided his time between his wives. And he was just. Mm. And then he would say, make a dua to Allah. Mm, 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 mm. That, oh Allah, this is what I have control over. Do not blame me for what is over me. In other words, yeah, oh Allah, I will treat my wives with equality and justice. But when it comes to love, oh Allah, I don't have control of my heart. Oh Allah, you are the Malik, ya muqallib al kulub. Oh Allah, you are the turner of heart. Sabbit qalbi ala dini. Oh Allah, as far as justice and equality is concerned, Rabbul Alameen. I will do it to the best of my ability. But when it comes to love and muhabbat, I love Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala the most. Mm. And when I was reading on Ajib Hadith today, said, say I am married, mm-hmm. and I decide to take a second wife and she's a virgin. Uh-huh. She was never married before. 
how do you divide the time? Because she's a young lady, first time she's getting married. You are already married, you have a first wife. You decide to take a second wife and she's a virgin young lady. For my case, the time that you're going to save between your first wife and this new bride who is a virgin is seven nights for this new bride Shariat has given you. Because it is something that Allah has given to you. Indeed. You'll have more time to understand her. You'll have more time to engage with her. So you will spend seven nights with her. And then you will go back and revert to your other wives and spend equal time with them. Subhanallah. How fair Shariat is. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as I said to you, if you marry a virgin, spend seven nights with her. And thereafter, divide time between them equally. And if he married a previously married woman, or another person gets married, takes a second wife, she's already married before, or she's divorced, or she's a widow. What is the Sharia's ruling? If he married a previously married woman, then he should spend three nights with her, and thereafter divide his time equally between his wives. Subhanallah. What a beautiful way of explaining. So, Marana, it's a great challenge. It's just not easy to take a second wife. Mm. You really have to have guts, Marana. You have to have strength. You have to, inshallah, focus on what, how Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam treats his wife. So, Ustad, do you think in today's time, do you think that uh, we should prepare our children, our young daughters, Ustad, who are 19, between the ages 19 to 27 or 29, about this polygamy? Do you think we should do that, Ustad? Yes or no? This, uh, this, uh, uh, it's a sister from Azadval, Ustad. Mana, as you were talking last week and you asked me, what was the age of Rasulullah when he passed away? He was mm. 63 years old. Mm. And I said, we are going to, inshallah, introduce a slot. Indeed. Inshallah, in the future, talking about the seerah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. How many wives did Rasulullah have? What were their names? At what age Rasulullah married them? Did Rasulullah have any children from those 11 wives that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married? Gee, what were their names? Gee, one, how many daughters did Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have? Gee, what were their names? Who were they married to? How many sons did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have? And what were their names and what age they passed away? Where is Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's parents buried? Oh, no, no, we're supposed to talk about the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the sister is asking that should we inform our daughters? Definitely, Mulana, it's an important topic. It can happen anytime. In their marriages, maybe the husband can come over and say that, look, I have decided to take a second wife. Mm. He has a valid reason. And we were discussing in the morning, Mulana, that if I'm married and my wife has a mental sickness, she has a physical sickness, she has a reproductive major problem, Mulana, she's paralyzed. Doctors have said that it's not preferable for her to have children. It's not good for her to engage in conjugal rights. She has a spine issue, Mulana. All this was not discussed with the husband. He was not told about it. Only after marriage he's come to realize that my wife is handicapped. My wife cannot fulfill the conjugal rights. See, Murana, he is a man. He has to save himself from guna and masiyat. Shariat will allow him to take a second wife. All right, one. Number two is that his wife is fine, alhamdulillah, but he has a very high sexual drive, Murana. Mm. As I said in the beginning, that wala takrabu zina, do not even go near fornication. Inna hukana pahisha, it is indeed a shame, and it's an evil way to follow. So we need to, inshallah, balance this. And the general rule is, Mulana, stick to one wife. But if Allah has given you your niyat, as I said in the morning, Mulana, if your niyat is pure for the pleasure of Allah. And Sahaba Ikiram married one after the other. They had two wives. They had three wives. And some people will come in. They will say that this was the time of Sahaba Ikiram and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Islam is till the day of Qiyamah. Ya ayyuhalladina amanudukulu fisilmi kaafa wa la tattabi'u khutuwati shaytan innahu lakum adu mubin. 
just to give you a little background of this ayat, you know, Abdullah bin Salam was a Jewish alim, mm-hmm. a rabbi. He knew the Zabur and Torah very well, Mulana. He was the alim, like how you have the Mufassirin of the Quran and Kareem, commentators of the Quran. He knew the Zabur and Torah. He was a alim. Okay? And in the Jewish religion, to eat camel meat was camel meat was not allowed. Mm. So when he accepted Islam, and Rasulullah sallallahu respected him and gave him great status, and alhamdulillah, he supported Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he explained all the discrepancy of the Jews, how they knew about Rasulullah, but they denied it. And when it is to come to Rasulullah's name in their kitab, they would hide it or they would cover it. He explained everything to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he accepted Islam. But because it was a Jewish custom, yeah, and to eat camel meat was not permissible. So he decided, alhamdulillah, I've accepted Islam and I won't eat camel meat. It's fine, I won't eat it. And this message went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Abdullah bin Salam, the great Sahabi of Rasulullah, he was the alim of the Torah and Zabur. Mm. Such a learned scholar, he's decided that he's not going to eat camel meat. And camel meat is halal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dhukhulu fi silmi kafa. That when you embrace Islam, when you accept Islam, you will accept every law of Islam in totality. No exemption to the rule. You cannot pick and choose. So, the sister asked the question, so it's important that as fathers, we need to explain, not to encourage, to explain them, that if for some reason or the other, you decide to take. So I said, Mulana, we have to create a mahal of ta'lim at home. We have to definitely encourage, inculcate values in our children. Tomorrow they have to get married. Our daughters have to get married. Our sons have to get married. They should know the messiahs of, of nikah. They should know the messiahs of talaq. They should know the responsibilities of a wife, the responsibility of a husband. Due to the lack of education, that's why there is so much of turmoil, so much of misunderstanding, so much of corruption as far as nikah is going. Nikah is pure. It's a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a God-given gift from Allah Rabbul Alameen. But because we don't know the rules, Mulana, we are abusing it and we misinterpreting it. We're doing what suits us or what doesn't suit us with this card. Hmm. Somebody, so, yes. somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, uh, Mulana Salim, uh, I'm a married young girl. My husband doesn't give me attention at all. And now I'm busy chatting to a married man. And he wants to make me his second wife. He doesn't mind. Listen to this, Ustad. He doesn't mind waiting for me. He's being so nice to me. Can I ask my husband a divorce? My heart is with this married man. And his first wife has spoken to me already. And she said to me, you don't need to suffer. Just be my husband's second wife. I'm 27 years of age, Ustad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, do not assist each other in guna and sin. Mm. First of all, for her to chat with a married man is totally haram and forbidden because that's a ghair mahram. If her husband is not giving her the attention, she should sit him down, inshaAllah, ask an alim to speak to her husband. Alhamdulillah, they are professional, uh, I will say motivational speakers. They are sex therapists, they are advisors, they are counselors. Alhamdulillah, they could give advice. Why is he not giving the, you the attention? Maybe as a wife, I have some shortcomings in me. I need to sit my husband down and ask him, what am I falling short in? Because many times we take things for granted. There are things that maybe my husband doesn't like in me. Or I don't like in him, and he's not aware of it. Mm, 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 mm. And say, for example, the husband, the husband doesn't like sweet stuff, for example. And I go and make the most beautiful cake, mm-hmm. fresh cream cake, mashallah. And I ice it, and I take it, and give it to him with such great love. 
and he rejects it. How would you feel, Munana? Mm. I mean, with so much of love and muhabbat, I went and presented to him, and he just saw me, or he just flinged it and threw it away. Sure. Because I don't know the career of my husband, Munana. That's why I always say to the young couple, the first time you get married, take uh. a sheet of paper. Uh-huh. My likes and dislikes. Jot it down. Give him yours and give, let him give him give you his. So at least you have an idea that this is what my husband likes or this is what my husband dislikes. It's very good, Monana. We need to understand each other. Mm. We need to understand each other's mizaj and temperamental. So coming back to this question, the sister is saying that now I'm chatting to a married man and that married man's wife also is encouraging guna. Mm. From one guna now, three people are involved in guna, Monana. Don't become party to promote haram and wrong. Gee, first attend to the problem. Find the solution in the problem, Morana. And if still it's not working, then, you know, you cannot live in a loveless marriage. Of course, the damage is done, Ustad. If you look Being at it... Then, the Quran is making very clear. Live with your wife on the footing of kindness and happiness. Morana, after trying everything that is possible, then, then set her free and let her go and give her a gift. Allahu Akbar. Do you know that when you give your wife a talaq, fuqaha have said, when she's leaving, you give her a gift. I want to know that all those brothers who gave their wives talaq, did they give their wife a gift? Or you saw her, you took her clothes, dumped it in bin bags and threw it on the pavement, or you left it outside. But see what a just religion Islam is. What Islam teaches us with akhlaq. We agree to disagree. Mm. I can't get on with my wife. Her temperament is different. Her thinking is different. Her mizaj is different. I tried alims. I tried wazifas. I tried marriage counselors. I tried everything. Everything has failed. We just cannot get on. Why do we want to live in a marriage where I'm swearing you, I'm depriving you yes, of your rights, I'm yes. abusing you mentally, emotionally, sexually, physically? Knowing the Quran, it says you must justify that. And when you let her go, you give her a gift. Because we agree to disagree, but I have no hatred against you. Fine, I can't get on with you, you can't get on with me. This is a gift from my side. I have no malice against you. It's very hard to do this, but this is what the teaching of the Quran is, Morana. Hmm. So let's go back to that question of that sister. I think she should come back to her husband, have a chat with him, go for some counseling. Hmm. And if still, if it doesn't work out, and remember, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that woman who demands a divorce from husband without a valid reason hmm. will not taste the fragrance of Jannah. It's a strong warning that women just out of the blue, any small argument, I want my talaq. She's rushing to the court because she's caught marriage and worse of all, she's married in community of property. Mm. She knows the value of the assets of her husband. Whether, she, you know, there is love or no love, I'm going to get a lawyer who's going to make a claim for me and I'm going to get 50% of what my husband owns. Gee, and the lawyer will get 10% or 15%. Take of those lawyers giving nasihat to the woman. Gee, they try and make your marriage work. I'm not saying all lawyers doing this, whether it's a Muslim lawyer or a non-Muslim lawyer. Mm. Some of them just love to take on these divorce cases because there's big money here, Molana. Mm. 15%, 10% of the total value of the assets of the husband. It works out in millions, Molana. Some of the estate or some of the value of the husband's assets runs in billions. But because Shaitan has put this nukta in her mind, mm. what I got, Lord, I got to lose nothing. I'm going to claim 50% of his assets. I will live like a queen. That woman who demands the love from her husband without a valid reason will not smell the fragrance of gender. And whoever tries to break the home of a Muslim couple, Allah's lanat and curse is on them. But Ustad, some men also they're not playing their part. I mean, I mean, I mean, you are right what you're saying. We're not saying no. But some men, I mean, listen to this one here. The sister says, and Ustad, you know, there are there are so many widows at the moment as we're speaking. You know, since this COVID, there came so many, so many widows. Ustad, 
The, the, there's a widow sister says here, I'm a widow, Malana Salim, and there are so many, many married men who are having affairs. And she's right to start. Why are they so scared to get married, to take a second wife? Yes, we, we're not encouraging it, but to start, it's happening, it's reality. Malana, you just right, rightfully said the right thing. Why did the Sahaba Ikiram, Malana, have so many wives, or they married widows and divorcees? First of all, it was Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sunnat Rasulullah encouraged that, that. Do you know which is the best home? The best home is a home where there's a yatim child. Mm. One. Number two, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah Ta'ala shall grant Jannah to that woman who married young. She's got beauty. She's got everything. She's got masoom children. Mm. And she becomes a widow. And she makes sabr. She grows up those children and doesn't get married. Allah has great reward for that wife who did that. Number two, that daughter of ours who got married, and for some reason or the other, she became a widow. Or she got divorced by her husband. Mm. She comes back to her father's home. And the father and mother and brothers welcome her and give her the same respect and the same benefit which she enjoyed before marriage. Allah Ta'ala shall give Jannah to those parents. So now it is the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu to look after the widows and the yatims and to look after the divorced woman. They should be given preference for the simple reason mm. they've gone through the mill. But again, as I said to you in the morning, Murana, the mentality of some of our, of our sisters, no, under no circumstances, I will allow my husband to take a second wife. Yes, he can go and have an affair, he can have a mistress, he can commit zina. So the guna will equally come onto the, onto the shoulders of this wife. Take of being generous in the sense that I do not, oh no, look at what is happening, look at the type of sicknesses, the sexual diseases and venereal diseases that men are experiencing at the current moment. Onana, they're sleeping with prostitutes. They're going out and sleeping with all types of women. No concept of Bharat, no concept of Paki, no concept of personal health. And I commit zina and I come back to my pure wife, mm. who is Pak Namazi for his God. Onana, I'm infecting her. I'm causing her so much of pain and suffering. Onana, is this right? So sake of inshaAllah, mm. looking at it in this way, to save my husband's iman first, to save him from zina, and number three, to save me, my health, and my private life, Mulana, I might as well, alhamdulillah, support him. As I said to you, there are many sisters who help their husband to look for a second wife. They understood that maybe, inshallah, this will bring joy in the, ha in the family. It will bring happiness in the family. My husband will be more, less temperament. My husband will be less moody. He will be happy. And maybe, inshallah, we could be a good, happy family. And she supports the view. As much as, as I said to you in the morning, Molana, women are women. They're born. They have that element of jealousy. Molana, definitely. There's no way they can hide it and say that, you know, that, no, I'm not jealous. They will be an element of course, Of course, of course, Ustaz. It happened during the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, Molana, this is what I'm saying. You know, instead of looking at it in a broader picture, and remember, Molana, if you are committing zina in your house, Allah forbid that that zina effect and husat will affect your wife, your daughters, your children, your sisters, and seven generations. Look at the destruction that I'm doing for a lousy five minutes of pleasure, Molana. Not pleasure, it is haram. It is not worth the money and time that you spend. You know, you don't understand the thinking of, of men today. Why do I want to destroy this? Why do I want to destroy my family? And what Rasulullah said, when a person is committing zina, his iman comes out of his heart. He dies, he dies without iman. Don't we have hope in ilahi? So, Mulana, the wives also need to understand that my husband is a very healthy man and he needs, alhamdulillah, extra conjugal rights. And instead of him doing, doing haram things, going, committing zina and doing the worst of evil, let me encourage him or support him. There's a, a very nice question, Ustad, from uh, Isipingo, uh, listening to you right now. So the sister says here, when marrying your second, 
Or third, or fourth wives, do you have to inform or consult with your first or other wives who start? Well, or not, the right thing to do is to be fair and just and inform your wife, not only your wife, your children also. Set them down that this is what daddy intends to do, and this is my intention, and this is the sister that I, inshallah, intend to marry. Onana, you must be transparent. If you took this brave move of taking a second wife, then why aren't you brave enough to say who the person is? Why you want to do it in secret? Why you want to hide and do it? It's only common decency. Yeah, but that I need to inform my wife, Molana. Mm. Even tomorrow, you see me sitting with another woman. You know, Apa, and you see Molana gee, sitting gee, with another gee, woman. Gee, what do you think about me, Molana? Mm. Why did Rasulullah tell you and me, announce the nikah in the masjid? Mm. Have your nikahs on a Friday. Gee, so that ittaku Rasulullah said, stay away from places where you can be falsely accused. So tomorrow, if I have taken a second wife, it's known to the public, to the musallis, my friends, and my family members. Oh, no, no, you will shut the mouths of gossipers. Like this, you are allowing yourself to attack. You are allowing people to think evil of you. Mm. Yeah. So it's important that you tell your wife, oh, no, no. Yeah. This is a misconception where some of the sisters believe that until I don't give permission, he can't get married. Yes, Allah yes. has already given you ijazat in the Quran. So you don't have to seek permission. Yes, you have to inform her and educate her that this is what I intend to do. And inshallah, I will be marrying and this is the person that inshallah I need to marry. So say, so, 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 so start saying you did that. And uh, you called your kids, you spoke to your family, you spoke to your children, you spoke to your beloved wife, like how are you saying, and they still say no. <laughs> then what to start? Right, Mulana, there, no doesn't count. It's ask yourself that, am I saving myself from zina? As I said, what is my niyat? And I said, keep remembering and I'm reminding you, Mulana, is that for what reason am I taking the second wife or am marrying the second wife? Gee, the whole world can go against you, Mulana, forget the wife and children. Gee. But I know that what is my tabiat and bizarre, that what I want in life, alhamdulillah, what is my intention, I can get married, Mulana, nobody can stop me. Yes, there'll be a lot of hahu in the beginning, a lot of you know, fights and arguments. Eventually, the dust will settle. Mm, 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 mm. You, the family or the children or the wife will eventually have to accept, inshallah, and deal with it. Because you can't change his mind, Mulana, he's dead. And if he's going to say, you're going to say no, Morana, he's still going to go out there. Yes, he's still, going to, he's still going to go and mess around there. And he's going to do it discreetly and secretly. Is that what you want? Somebody, somebody's asking, yes. can, can we get married and then inform our wife who started? Because, of course, she's going to make a big he who ha. The brother is saying, yeah, can we get married, of course, then go to my first wife and say, you know what, I made nikah who started. No, no, no. Then you're being a coward. Morana, first go and tell her. Why are you going to come and tell her afterwards? You're scared. <laughs> <laughs> you like to start. <laughs> no, Mona. You know that's not that's not that's not fair, Mona. If you are taking this decision and you're doing it for the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, inform your family first. Inshallah, that is hmm. okay. If you feel that later on this is going to cause a lot of fitna and fight, and lots of people can get hurt or killed, then better then make the nikah and come and tell them. But normally, Mona, inform your family first and your wife first. Inshallah, and then get married. Mm, mm, mm. Listen to this one, Ustad. And I don't know how true is that. There's a lesson that says that uh, uh, with due respect, Mawlana Salim, I was offered 220000 just to marry him for three months only. And he says if it goes past three months and we still married, he will give me another 50000 I'm confused. Should I read Istihara or not, Ustad? I'm not a sex object. Mm. No, this is Mota. This is, the, this is the, the curse of the Shias. Is it happening, Ustad? Yes, happening. One sister told me, Mona, she was offered two million rand. No, Ustad. Let me, uh... me sleep with you, that's all. And I, I, I guess I'll give you the money, that's all. She's right, she's not a sex object. She's somebody's daughter, she's an amanat. She's a Muslimah. You need to respect her izzat and integrity. And what base sharam is that man 
He was now using money and thinking that he's a prostitute. Molana, that is haram. Two million? Wow. Molana, here are some women who sell themselves. Na'udhu billah. Molana, prostitution is one of the oldest profession in the world. Prostitution mm-hmm. is one of the oldest professions in the world. Ya Allah. And Allah Ta'ala clearly in the Quran, right from the onset, wala taqrabu zina. Wa ankihul ayama minkum. And get the young women married. Rasulullah said, when Allah blesses you with children, keep a good name, give them the best Islamic education, mm. and when they reach a marriageable age, get them married. Unfortunately, Mulana, in our country, as we said, we have lots of Shia influence, mm. mazhab, and teaching, and our youth are falling for this. This muta, this temporary marriage, I go to Joburg, and I need to satisfy my desire, Mulana. I'll mm. find the sister, and I'll make nikah with her. Uh, and tell her I'll pay you 100 rand, I'll fulfill my desire, next morning I'll give her talaq and I'm gone. This is a curse. Allah's lanat is on those people who do these types of marriages. It is not valid, it is haram, it is zina, it's prostitution. But unfortunately, it's happening, the youth are following victims. And as I said to you, the influence of the Shias, as they are some of them kafirs, their belief in Quran and Hadith, and Rasulullah and the Sahaba is totally against the Quran and Sharia. There's no room for them. Hmm. But this is how they, they are drawing our youth, especially the young boys, that you don't have to worry, you'll get the sawab of 100 hajj if you're going to do these types of things. So here the sister was asking the same question, Marana, should I marry him? Because he's going to give me for three months, he's going to give me 50,000 rand, 100,000 rand. This is prostitution. Hmm. 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 Totally haram and forbidden. If he wants to marry you, he should, inshallah, have a proper nikah, pay you your mahar and dowry. Alhamdulillah, live in a halal way. Mm. Why you want to live in a haram way? Allah. Allah. <laughs> There's an angry sister, Ustad. Uh, also, oh, also from KZN. She says, what kind of woman is willing to share her husband? How does one even accept this? I'm sorry. Malana Salim and Malana Arafat. Ustad. Yes, Marana, that's why you must always look after your wife like a gem. Praise your wife, appreciate your wife, as we always say, give her the three A's, attention. She must be everything. She must be the center of attraction for you. Give her the attention, Mm. give her appreciation, and give her affection. Marana, if you love your wife and you treat her with kindness, with love, and inshallah, you fulfill her conjugal rights. You are satisfied. She is satisfied. Why would she go and look elsewhere? Lana? Let's, let's go to an example during the time of Rasulullah. Hmm. It's a talim for the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. As we know, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Inna fatahna laka fathan mubina liyaghfira laka allahu ma taqaddama min zambika wa ma taakhar. Lapak is saying, Ya Rasulullah, you are free from all faults and guna and sin. Mm-hmm. No Nabi of Allah can ever commit a guna. Not a single Nabi of Allah committed a guna. That's our belief, mm-hmm. our Aqidah. Allah has forgiven you. And one day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam Again, it's a stadim for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah was in the bazaar, and all of a sudden, a lady went by. And unintentionally, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa the gaze fell on her. He immediately went home with his wife and fulfilled his conjugal rights. And when he came for namaz, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to have zulf. He used to comb his hair back up to the ear, earlobes, inshallah. That is also a sunnah way that mm. you keep a zulf or you shave your head clean, alhamdulillah. But this fashion that we are seeing with the Muslim boys and some of the men is totally haram. The people of Jahannam will have that type of hairstyle. Gee, half open, half cut, half shaved, mm. half head. is shaved, half head, got hair, and all those spikes that they got. This is shaitan's way of, 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 of appearance. And it said that the Muslim Ummah, the youth are following it. Allah Ta'ala protect the youth. 
So Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he came for salah, he had already made ghusl, and his zulf was dripping with water. Sahaba kiram were so observant, they asked, Ya Rasulullah, aapne ghusl parmaya. Ya Rasulullah, did you take ghusl? And Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained what happened in the bazaar. And then said to the sahaba kiram, this is what happened to me, unintentionally. Hmm. My gaze fell, and I went straight to my wife, and I fulfilled my conjugal rights because the lady has the same thing what my wife has. This is dhoka that you and I get. Hmm. See, your wife has the same organs which another woman has. Hmm. Exactly the same. Is that you and I, Moana, we look at it differently. Nazar, apni, apni, pasand, apna, apna. Mm. But Allah has given the same to all females. Allah has given the same to all males. Subhanallah, ta'aleem for the ummah. If you cannot control your desire, alhamdulillah, go to your wife. And that is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, if your husband calls you to bed to fulfill his conjugal rights, and you are nothing wrong with you, mm. not in haze, you're not in istihaza or in istihaza, find this ijazat. Gee, but you are not in nifas. You've got no sickness, no headache, nothing. And you say to your husband, straight mm. no. I'll punish you because you didn't bring for me chocolate, Kit Kat. I'll show you, you're not going to get nothing. Gee, <laughs> some of the women talk this language. You didn't buy me the abaya or you didn't bring me a bunch of flowers or you didn't buy me this, you didn't buy me that. I'm sorry, I cannot fulfill your conjugal rights. See what Rabbi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever, whichever wife deprives her husband of conjugal rights, when alhamdulillah she is in good health and in good form, Allah's angels curse her mm. till the husband becomes happy. Why did Rasulullah say all this? So if we study the ahadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Islam is a natural religion, deen al-fitra. So why do we want to do unnatural things? Why not? Mm. There's another one here that says, I am a second wife. My husband insists to keep things silent. I am very young and he's elder, uh, but he's not looking after me financially and only sees me two times a week. He does not sleep any nights by me. He only calls me daily and that's about it. What do I do? Anonymous Ustad. You see, Murana, this is what I'm saying. You know, when our sisters get married and they want to become second wives, sometime out of desperation, Murana, they just accept anything. And some of the men know how to manipulate. It's fine if the wife decides to say, okay, fine, I don't need you to come every day. Inshallah, you can come once a week or twice a week. Alhamdulillah. I think I was reading a hadith early on, Hadrat Sauda radiallahu ta'ala anha. In the end, she had given her rights. She ceded her rights to Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, the time when it's my turn, Inshallah, I have given my turn to Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. So if there is an agreement, the wife says fine and the husband says fine, Alhamdulillah. But... What is happening now, Mulana, out of desperation, and because we're keeping the nikah, you know, under wrap, we don't want anybody to know about it. Mm. There's a lot of secret, what you call unjust and abuse that is taking place. Mm. We are going to be accountable and answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I've decided to take a second wife, then I must be fair enough to treat her equally, fairly, yes, love-wise, you can still say that I love my first wife more than my second wife. You well within your rights because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Allah, mm. when it comes to my rights to my wives, I give them fair and just. But when it comes to my love for Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, it is not in my control. I love Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala the most. Mm. So this is what happens when, now when you do this secret nikah. And this is what happens. Naz Mufti Sahib said that Secret nikahs are not valid. Mm. And Allah said, make your nikah in the masjid, publicize it, let the public know, let the people know, and inshallah, you can lead a very perfect life. Mm. As I said, if the first wife comes to know, alhamdulillah, it's fine, it's going to cause a problem, it's going to, as I said, it's going to be a lot of drama, but eventually the dust will settle. Because mm. the husband has made a decision, the nikah is made, alhamdulillah, and nobody can force him to give a talaq. Indeed. Indeed, Ustad. Somebody says here, Ustad, is a student of deen. 
says that, do you think it's okay to think maybe it's not in your taqdeer to get married? I know Allah has created a spouse for everyone. But like I always say, death is guaranteed, but not marriage, Ustad. Ustad, I lost you there for a bit. Uh, Ustad, I can't hear you. Okay, uh, just call Malana Salim Karim again. Uh, we have lost him there. Um, I hope the, I hope it's not again, um, you know, they say gremlins. Yeah, there are many questions um, that came in, and I'm trying to, as much as I can, to pose the questions to our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, uh, Hazrat Malana uh, Salim Karim, Damat Barakat, to whom? Uh, somebody says here also that uh, uh, I am a second wife and I'm being ill-treated. I am like the black sheep in the marriage. Uh, I regret becoming a second wife. Uh, that's anonymous system. I'm just looking at the tablet as we are speaking. So let's see if we, if we can get our beloved Honorable Fadilatul Ustad. Uh, there we go. We have him back. Ustad, are you there with me? Assalamu alaikum. Ustad, are you there? Are you back with us? Assalamu alaikum, Ustad. Mm. Ustad, are you there? Gigi, I, I'm, I'm not sure what happened. Gigi, Ustad. Uh, as I said to you, some, some, some of the brothers and sisters, Morana, they just feel that they're not in a position to get married. Mm. You know, maybe psychologically, emotionally, they've gone through so much of trauma in their life. And some of us, Morana, we really can't, you know, adjust. Then they feel that within themselves, they won't be, inshallah, to able to look after or look after on this basis, fine, alhamdulillah, they can make zikr, they can keep a rosa, inshallah, they can spend time in the khanka, whatever it is, mm. as long as they look after their chastity, fine, alhamdulillah. So sometimes marriage, marriage is written mm. for you, alhamdulillah. And if for some reason or the other, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for all your other ibadat. Mm. But Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, la rahbaniyata fil islam. There's no room for celibacy. Celibacy means that, you know what, I've made up my mind, I, have, I don't have nothing to do with women. I don't want to get married, I don't want to take responsibility, I do not want to have anything to do with sexual relationship, conjugal rights, none of it. I just want to go and sit on the mountains, pitch a ten day and make Allah Allah. There's no room for that in Islam. Islam. Like how the Christians, you know, you have the, you have the priest or the pastors and you have the nuns. They live there, and you know what happened there in Rome, mm. in Venus. Gee, how many fetuses they found in that well where they baptized? Sure. Gee, you're thinking that, you know, alhamdulillah, they, they, are, they are, you know, looking after their chastity. But insan is insan. Lots of wrongs has taken place. You have seen in the history what happened there, what the Pope had to do. So many people were fired, and the whole world came to know about it. What a disgrace. And see the beauty of Islam. Alhamdulillah. Islam is a beautiful religion. It's a religion of natural. It's a religion of fitra. Mm. Whatever Allah has created in man. When you get hungry, you want to eat. When you're thirsty, you drink water. Indeed. When you feel excited, you can fulfill your conjugal rights. Indeed. Mm. When you're tired, you want to sleep. Subhanallah, you go and sleep. Natural things Allah has kept in the human body. Allah Ta'ala has kept the blood in the human body. Allah has kept sperm in the human body. All these have to be removed. Toxic waste has to be removed from your body. Allah Ta'ala has made sunnat the nikah. And that's one of the ways to remove toxins from your body. Mm. So there's great wisdom and great hikmat, Mulana, in getting married, alhamdulillah. And I think it was Hadrat Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala. He said that, I do not want to stand in front of Allah as a bachelor. And when he was in his dying days, he asked his family to get him married. Now you and I will say, but at that age and at that moment to get married doesn't make sense. But his hadith was in front of him that I do not want to stand in front of Allah as a bachelor. And the third last question, I think, Mulana, you phrased, with which wife will the husband be in Jannah? Now, I think, yeah, everybody's eyes and head <laughs> dropped. <laughs> well, what's your guess? I start. I think, I think the first husband will start. Okay. Let's, let's get from some views from our listeners. Let's see what comes on your screen. Uh, somebody says here, uh, 
maybe what all amongst the hordes of Jannah to start, the sister says. Now the hordes, mashallah, Allah will definitely give you those are bonuses. Mm-hmm. Talking about, inshallah, the wife that you married in this dunya, will she be your partner in Jannah? Mm-hmm. Most of the hadiths that whoever you married first, inshallah, will they will be your partner in Jannah. In some riwayat, it comes that Allah Taala will the one that was naked, pious, who made your khidmat guzari, uh-huh. who did the best for you. Allah Taala will give her preference. And some riwayat it comes in some masailah of fuqaha that Allah Taala will put all the wives together with you in Jannah. Subhanallah. 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 I see the sister says, uh, isn't they say they will see who made more khidmat to the husband? So the sister says, yes. I will fight for him since being the second wife in Jannah to start. No, no, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is Rahim and Kareem. In Jannat, as they say, everybody will be young, 33 years old. Mm. Every person that will fulfill his conjugal rights, Allah will make his wife a virgin again. There will be no napaki in Jannat. Mm. There will be no urine and stool or anything in Jannat. When you will eat the fruits and the nematodes of Jannat, you will burp and everything will be digested. Mm. G. There will be no sadness in Jannah. You will live forever and ever in Jannah. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep everybody young. When an old lady came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, make dua, that Allah ta'ala grants me Jannah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam created some humor and said, you know, old people won't go to Jannah. She got so upset, she started crying and she left the majlis. Mm. Rasulullah sent one sahabi to please call her back. She comes back. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained to her, Ma, what I meant by that? Mm. There'll be no no old people in Jannah is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep each one. Yeah, we are 80 years old, 90 years old. Manana, I can't see. I'm walking with a walking stick. I'm handicapped. I've got this. I've got this problem. In Jannah, you will be handsome, beautiful. Mm. You'll have chi. Uh, subhanallah. I see, I see there's, a, there's, a, there's a brother, he's 71 years old. And he says, I still want to get married. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I'm still fit as a fat Alustad. Marriage is the greatest institution in the eyes of Bari Ta'ala. When we want to buy a house, we make mashwara. When we want to buy a car, we make mashwara. When we want to build a pool, we make mashwara. You want to tell me when you want to take a second wife, you don't make mashwara. Just out of respect, inform her. And I second that and agree with what Hazrat Mulana Salim advised Dawud Barakatum too. First make Moshwara because this is a lifetime decision. You know we studied to become a doctor for seven years to put on a plaster on a patient. But for the greatest institution of marriage, we don't acquire the, the necessary knowledge of the nikah. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the understanding. Hafiz Yusri from Dubai will start. MashaAllah, well said. Allah Ta'ala reward, brother. You see, Allah Ta'ala grant him. Inshallah. And I want to say something here. Mm-hmm. Women, our wives, are a great ni'mat from Allah. But sometimes, you know, some parents feel that let me send, let's get our son married. He'll give up drugs. Uh-huh. He'll give up all bad habits. Maybe Sudar Jaiga. Sudar Jaiga. He'll come straight. But Mulana, we don't realize that it does more damage. It's dem- damage. Mm-hmm. So many homes and so many young brides, Mulana, came home crying. Gee? So somebody said it very nicely. Women are not rehabilitation centers mm-hmm. for damaged men. Allahu Akbar. Serious words, Mulana. Women are not rehabilitation centers. You don't get your son married because he's gonna go, she's going to make him straight. And she's going to, inshallah, take care of him and nurse him and be a social worker. She's getting married because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked her to get married. It is sunnah, respect for husband and wife, fulfilling each other's rights. She didn't come there to nurse you and be uh, what you call a counselor. So well said, women are not rehabilitation centers for damaged men. Mm. If we didn't look after our son, we did not inculcate values in them. They went on the wrong path. Oh, no, no. Don't think marriage is going to fix them up. It's definitely not going to fix them up. Mm. So may Allah Ta'ala protect I mean, us. Ustad, we leave it there, inshallah. Inshallah, those who are married and have two wives, all my nasihat to you is that be fair, be just, be transparent, and inshallah, give them the same happiness that you give to your other wife, treat them well, try to communicate, and inshallah, live as one big happy family. Mm. And those who want to get married for the second time, 
think twice, inshallah, whether I can make it or not. Mm. See, you, can't, you can't run the you can't run a hundred meter race, Morana. <laughs> when in fifty meters you collapse. <laughs> 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 Come on, Ustad, don't be so bad. <laughs> you want to run a 100 meter lap? You can't even do 25 meters, 50 meters, Girija time. Uh, yeah, you have to fulfill your rights of your wife, Mulana. It's not an easy job. Really, I'm serious, Mulana. Mm. Sometimes the health that we go through and the systems that we go through, the medications that we are taking, the men folk. Molana, they are not in a position to fulfill the right mm. of the second wife. Ustad, Forget yeah. about fulfilling the right of the first wife. May Allah Ta'ala forgive us. And if we said something out of place, may Allah Ta'ala forgive us. Amen. It's only for the pleasure of Allah that we have discussed this. Tomorrow morning, inshallah, 10 o'clock to half past 10, I will be again with my beloved Ustad on our nikah announcement. That's between 10 a.m. to half past 10. So, see you guys tomorrow morning. Same time, same place on our program as Safina to Ilal Jannah from 4 o'clock to 6 a.m. For myself, my beloved engineer, and all of you out there, have a beautiful evening. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa hadina sajami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.